the volume. Moneyline Monaco is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. It's Friday, West Philadelphia, born and raised. I told you, I told you, I was feeling it. We were in the Spicoli flow, the Matthew McConaughey, dialed in, whatever you want to call it. Two for the money. How you doing? Happy Friday. Crack a beverage and make sure you get your work done. We're getting right into it. Action-packed show. We're going into NBA. Of course, I'm dancing on a little weekend soccer, English Premier League. How could we not? And we wrap up because we are humbly closing on a month of shows here on the Volume Sports. I'm ecstatic to, in review, go over at the very end of this episode how all of our NBA futures are looking. I'm fired up to do a little Friday review for you. But let's get into it. We have to start today's show with the Portland Trailblazers heading to Staples Center. Blazers, plus five right now, minus five. Hosting Dame Dalla, LeBron, absolutely spiraling. I mean, come on, baby. I'm taking the Blazers, plus five, in this matchup, Friday night, Natty TV, How could you not? Is two reasons why I'm going with the Blazers. One reason is because of Portland. The other is because your Los Angeles Lakers are absolutely spiraling. Now, you know, I have gone against my boys. Lakers are my squad. It's called the Coward Gamblers Insurance. You talked about it years ago. It's brilliant. If you have a team you love and and they tend to let you down, and I'm from San Diego, recovering San Diego Chargers fan, Padres fan, this works for me a lot down here, okay? So it's basically going against your team. So that if your team wins, you win. If your team loses, you'll win some shekels. So the reason I'm going with Portland is because they have humbly won 19 of their past 23 games against the Lakers. I I really couldn't even believe what I read. Let me send it to you again. 23, Michael Jordan's number. MJ's number. 23 times these two have danced. And the Blazers have taken 19 of them. That is remarkable. It's actually embarrassing for the purple and gold. Last time they danced, have a wild guess. Blazers won. 115-107. December 28th, Lillard had 31 in the game. And what are we dealing with here with the Lakers? They look lethargic. They look exhausted. They look like they just want to get to the NBA All-Star break. And when I say they, I mean Braun. This team has dropped four straight and five of six with no AD. They're now third in the West. And let me read you a stat here that I found appalling. Absolutely appalling. 
in this matchup against the Jazz the other night. And that was on national TV as well. It was as if they didn't have any interest in guarding the three-point land. 14 first-half threes for your Utah Jazz. Tied for the most three-pointers in any half of any moment in Utah Jazz franchise history. I'm sorry, what? You mean to tell me the Lakers? Defense? What do we know about it? It's effort in the NBA. Effort put forth. Do you want to put in the effort? It didn't seem like from jump they had any interest in that game. James gave you 19 off night for him. Montres had 16. Morris had 12. Now, they are getting Dennis the Menace back, who has missed the last four. Pivotal player. He does bring the defensive intensity. He also averages 14.2 on the year. However, 19 to 23, and you're giving me this Blazers team who needs a W just as much, except they're led by Mr. Consistent, Dame Dalla. Lillard has had 20 points in 11 straight games and 20 in his past 21. Gorgeous. Fifth in scoring, the Trailblazers are, to the Lakers' 18th in scoring. And here's your other little nugget. They're third in threes in the association. The Blazers are third in the league versus the Lakers' 24th, and you're giving me five points? This team is Austin Powers chronologically frozen right now. They need a reset. They need a break. LeBron's more excited about pumping a Chevrolet Hummer on his Twitter than catching a bounce back win. I'll tell you who's not happy right now. Lillard. He's pissed. So here we go again on a Friday night. I can't believe it, but we got to follow the trend right now. And until the Lakers show up, and play defense. I will have to take Lillard and the boys. And I will swallow no points. Because we're a dog. And remember, 19 of 23 when you go to your FanDuel Sportsbook today to fire. Do the Lakers turn it around tonight? Maybe they do. But you know what? There's no celebrities courtside. There's one of the bigger drop-offs in the NBA Friday night used to be an event going in the Staples Center. Dame versus Braun. Now there's no one there. This is a matter of how bad do you want it. And right now, I think the Blazers are pissed off. They don't like dropping multiple games. And so I'll take the five all day long. So as much as I want to move on to another NBA game, we got to discuss Russell Wilson. I mean, come on. How do we not discuss the trade odds for a tick when we're talking about the easily a top five quarterback in the NFL? And again, he's on the trade radar. Schefter tweeted, let's get Inspector Gadget with it. Russell Wilson told the Seahawks he'd like to play in Seattle. But if a trade were considered, the only teams you would go to are the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Very interesting. This is reported by his agent Mark Rogers to ESPN and Schefter. 
We all know the stat. He's been sacked 394 times in 144 regular season games. It's the most ever since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger in the first nine seasons of a player's career. I mean, really think about that. He's been sacked just shy of 400 times. It's the most a player has been sacked in nine years in the NFL-AFL-1970 merger. And we are staring right now at your Las Vegas Raiders, plus 300. Broncos, plus 400. Cowboys, plus 500. Panthers, absolutely shopping for a quarterback, plus 700. Washington football team, plus 800. Marino, Ace Ventura, Snowflakes, Dolphins, plus 1,000. The Jameis Winston, eat anything but a W. Saints, plus 1,200. They can't get out of your own way. Jets at plus 1,400. And the Bears, since they were mentioned, are at plus 1,800. Splash between the Patriots at plus 1,500. So the only viable teams, let's just go into it for a tick, that he would even go to, he is telling his agent to let it out. And those are the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Bears. Now, I don't know if he said it in that particular order because the way that Schefter tweeted it, if there's some strategy there, the Cowboys were mentioned first, the Saints were mentioned second, Raiders third, Bears fourth. Well, what do we know about those four squads? Jerry Jones has a power issue. He cannot delegate power. I've gotten in arguments with Cowboy fans about this. They can't get out of their own way. It's like they're stuck in the 90s, man. You're stuck in the 90s, man. I have no desire nor any interest to entertain Russell Wilson to Jerry's world. It ain't going to happen. He's dicking around with Dak again. It's pissing everybody off. Just sign the guy you have and get on with it. They will never trade Russell Wilson to the Dallas Cowboys for a multitude of reasons. And it's an NFC squad. You have to cut half of this list in half because if they're at any sense of a skull, John Schneider, and the Allen family. You would say they're not trading a top five quarterback to the same conference. It ain't happening. All right? So that would eliminate also another Bears, another Saints. There's one team left to even discuss. John Gruden's Raiders, who seem to not know how to draft, whether their eyes are open or they're looking for their Costanza glasses. I was spotting those dimes. No, you weren't. You went with Abrams, Farrell, and Josh Jacobs, and you don't have a quarterback. I'm sorry. Baby, you can drive my what? You can drive Derek Carr to the bench, dog. This is a quarterback's elite. You have to be Shanahan gorgeous with the scheme, McVay innovative with the offense to even have a shot in this league without a top five quarterback, period, point blank. Do I need a Snickers right now? Maybe. Because we're sitting here talking about Russell Wilson getting traded again because what do we know about Wilson? He doesn't speak his mind. He's like, uh, uh, how, how are things, honey? They're fine. Oh, really? Then why'd you look down and away with a tone in your voice? They ain't fine. He won't speak his mind. He storms off like an angry 
I don't even know what to call him. He needs to put his schwats on the table and talk about what he wants. And if he can't get what he wants, like Deshaun Watson, then we got a serious, serious story here. But until then, we got to nip it in the bud. I don't see him going anywhere. But if he goes anywhere, you have to say to yourself, the Raiders at plus 300 have to make the most sense. He would be doing away with the NFC. He would be going to the AFC, different conference. That means if you know how the schedule goes, you would only see Seattle and the Raiders one every four years based how the schedule rotates. Fun little fact for you there if you were wondering. And so it wouldn't be a conflict of interest if they had to let him go. Now, do you let a top five quarterback go? No, you know. He's one of only two quarterbacks in the NFL with at least 10,000 passing yards and 100 touchdowns since 2018. The other guy is Patty Mahomes. All right? But he's been disrespected. Colin made an excellent example this morning in his monologue talking about how the fact that this guy hasn't had a single MVP vote despite leading the NFL with 79 touchdowns under pressure since 2012. I'm still sitting here telling you as we close up shop on this segment that Russell Wilson's going nowhere. But if you want to sprinkle breakfast money on one team, I'd go with the Raiders because they can offer a quarterback. They can offer assets. They can offer draft picks. Mayock is down for clearly whatever over there. I mean, they signed Tyrell Williams, the ex-charger, for over $40 million, if that gives you an idea of how the Raiders are doing business. I'm telling you, I'm pissed off about that. We even got to discuss Russell Wilson leaving right now. Give your star quarterback who's running a multi-billion dollar franchise some hand in the room. I mean, how hard is that to ask for? Pete Carroll, you're a 500 coach without this guy. Literally, go back to USC, dog, or figure out a way to make your star quarterback happy. And soapbox, we go back to a good mood. Moneyline Monaco is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel's offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. Pick a new team every game, compete for cash payouts, unique product features, pick a new team every game. FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match up to $500 when you make your first deposit. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash Coward for more info. FanDuel.com forward slash Coward. FanDuel. More ways to win. Let's go. I'm swallowing six and a half, seven. It's teetered already since I saw it. I'm taking the Raptors minus seven. On FanDuel, who's minus 300 money line right now, hosting the Rockets, plus seven and a plus 240 dog. And I love it. And I love it a lot. All right. This game, I told you about the Tobias Harris take the Sixers yesterday and they dismantled the Mavericks because it was the all-star snub game for Harris. Well, how about this fact for you? Put this in your back pocket. This is the first time since 2012-2013 that the Raptors will not have an all-star 
in the NBA All-Star Weekend. Wow. So what does that mean? They're going to play with Lowry coming in the way he does, which is straight hockey player, he's told you. Coming in, they're going to play fundamentally sound, and they're going to play lights out. This is my inkling. They're going to tell you, Nick Nurse, oh, really? There's no all-stars on this team? Okay. Well, there's eight guys that can put up double figures. And you may say to yourself, I don't like how they looked against Miami. That was a trap game. If you look at the Raptors' schedule, it's been on a freaking plane since since now. I mean, they can't even get settled. But when they lose, they typically come back stronger. And they are they are actually on a two-game losing streak again. And that's because they had to go down to Miami. And then obviously they had to host that Philly two-game series, which I actually went against them on and was correct. I've been on the money with Philly as of late. And Houston is arguably the worst team in the NBA when Oladipo doesn't suit up. What are we doing in Houston? I mean, all I know, and I'll give you some numbers on this series, is that it's an interesting matchup just because of the history. So Houston's actually looking to tie its longest ever winning streak versus the Raptors with a fourth straight win in the series. Bear in mind, the three previous came with your boy Harden. And Harden is cooking with your neighborhood Nets. The Rockets have won four of their past five on the road. That's because Harden and Drake are tight. Drake shows up to those games. Again, Drake ain't there in this game. All right? And this makes me feel a little better. So they are going for five of their last six against Toronto up there. But they've also lost 14 of their previous 19 to Toronto. So take that with a grain of salt. Houston's 6-4 and four against the spread in their past 10 as a road dog. Eh, it's all right. But right now, they simply don't have the offense, I feel, to compete with this Raptors team that's fundamentally sound. And I do know one thing. And I've looked at the little, a little bit of the kind of maneuverability of how this Raptors team has done to find themselves right around 500 this year. And when they lose two straight, they typically come back. So last time they lost two straight, it was to Boston, and it was that ridiculous fluke game loss to the T-Wolves. They spanked the box back-to-back. Then they took down Minnesota, got a little beer pong rebuttal, and then they took down Philly. So after those two losses earlier in February, which was to Boston and Mini, they 2 owed the Bucks, and they split against Philly before they lost to Miami. So this team doesn't like to lose multiple games in a row. They certainly don't like to lose three games in a row. They also have Chicago to wrap up at home the month. And then they have the Pistons. So there is no look ahead either. So I would I would venture to say for the first time in a minute at home, we're going to watch the Raptors string together a nice three-game win streak in the comfort of their Drake's nest. And for that very reason, I don't even care about the history 
of what the Rockets have done in Toronto, it's a completely different squad. I told you as well yesterday, same methodology. Oh, the Mavericks won three straight against the Sixers. Not Doc Sixers, okay? Not Doc Sixers. So I'm going to swallow the seven, might even move to six and a half on FanDuel, and I will fire on that poppy. Let's go. And we shift into a little bit of an English accent to wrap up today's podcast. Or we don't, because I was borderline unlistenable to. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to take Tottenham, the Spurs. Come on, you Spurs! Steve Nash's Spurs on FanDuel, minus 180. That's right. That's a lot of juice. 180 to win 100. The FanDuel draw going against Burnley, who they're hosting, is 300. And Burnley to win is plus 550. Tottenham, minus 180 on FanDuel. Sunday morning, middle of the night here in SoCal. So you better fire today or Saturday if you're doing it. But I got to be honest, Tottenham has struggled actually in their last several matches in the Premier League. But I saw what they did in Europa against Wolfsburger. Four zip. You could argue Wolfsburger would take down Burnley. Maybe. I mean, Nick Pope's an incredible goalie. That's about as far as you can go with Burnley. Every other style I'm about to give you is in favor of Tottenham. Now they're getting Harry Kane arrested. Harry Kane back. There's a lot of interesting little Harry Kane to score Spurs to win little two for ones out there. If you want to fire on that. Tottenham's currently eighth right now in scoring. They have 37 goals to Burnley's 18. They're third in assists. And they're sitting there right, right there at ninth in the table. As you know, top four advanced. So they're 10, 6, and 8 with a plus 10 goal differential going against Burnley, who's 7, 7, and 11. Grab yourself a Slurpee and sit on the fact that they're minus 12 in goal differential. If you want, you can hedge on an under because these two teams danced at Burnley earlier in the season and Burnley lost one nothing. However, Spurs slumping a little in the Premier League. They've lost four of their past five. But the stat I love, and it's another reason why I really am enjoying this. And bear in mind, Spurs lost to Chelsea, Man City, and West Ham. All those squads are at the top of the table right now. So with all due respect to Burnley, I'm sorry. It's absolutely not. The same class. These are tiered clubs. And Harry Kane coming back. He's got a goal or an assist in his last last five meetings against these guys who have never kept a clean sheet against the Spurs. That means the Spurs always, always put one home. Kane, eight goals, three assists, and 10 appearances all time against Burnley. The 27-year-old will be back. He will be rested. He will be out there running around looking like Gosling. All right? The guy's crushing it this year. He's got 21 goals, 14 assists on the season. He's going to be in peak condition, baby. And he got to rest and watch his squad win 4 nothing. So, again, I'm going to go Tottenham minus 180 for a myriad of reasons. 
But as you know, this is a rested Harry Kane. They, of course, have Sun. They got a lot of firepower on offense. Excellent at the counterattack when they dance. And they're going against a team that really likes to just play defense and not even look to score all the time. So on that note, Tottenham in the Tottenham Spurs home stadium. I'll be watching with Steve Nash virtually, and we will be enjoying this W. Tottenham Hotspurs, come on you Spurs. Swallow the juice, take the W. And we end today recapping my NBA futures. I think it's important. We're a month in and I want to just briefly go over what I have and what I have fired on and where they're at now. So you can either join me or you can fade me. But I think I got a pretty good pin right now on what's going down in the NBA. So I had Nets to win the East before this gorgeous little win streak they went on where they sauced the Lakers, sauced the Clippers, and you watch sports talk radio jump on the wagon. Well, I had them at plus 165 on the cast before the win streak. They're now at plus 140 on FanDuel. You're getting worse odds, but you're still getting plus money. I would consider firing. I took the Hornets to make the playoffs at plus 154 as kind of my dark horse. I gave you the reasoning this week. They're at plus 158. They haven't moved, but they have had a gorgeous and nice, nice convincing win against the Suns. I went over quality wins. You can add Phoenix to that puppy as well. I took the Warriors to make the playoffs at minus 102. This was two weeks ago. Actually, two plus. And I love the Warriors to make the playoffs. They are now minus 142 to get in the tourney, the top eight in the West. And I think that looks even more right. This is a team that's playing with continuity for the first time in a minute. And I think it's a squad that Steph Curry, who's having an incredible season, can absolutely lead to the playoffs. We need them in the playoffs. It's excellent for ratings. Who doesn't want to see Jazz, Warriors, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, Warriors first round? Everybody does. So book that if you want it. I feel great about it. Then Braun to win MVP. You know I made a whole mockery of it at plus 280. He's now down to plus 170. I think it's worth firing on. And last but not least, LaMelo was minus 340 to win Rookie of the Year. He's now minus 410. All he's doing is up in his stock. It's a two-horse race. Halliburton at plus 600. If you want to go with a dark horse, I don't see it. I don't I, With a long shot. Halliburton sitting there at plus 600 if you want to go long shot. I don't see it. It's a popularity contest when it comes to rookie of the year, at least in my humble opinion. And they will not go with a role player who may or may not be working his way in the starting lineup for the Kings over the potentially face of the league in five to seven years. I, I do think LaMelo Ball has that upside to him. He's just got the star, star ability in him. So in conclusion, we wrap up the pod Friday with it. I'll take the Blazers with the points. I'll take Russell Wilson to go nowhere. If he goes anywhere, I'll take him to the Raiders. I'll swallow the seven Raptors hosting your Houston Rockets. I'll take the Spurs, Tottenham Spurs, Steve Nash's Spurs, not Popovich's Spurs. On Sunday morning, top of the morning to you, break out some English breakfast tea and watch that puppy cash. And of course, all of these futures, if you want to join me on the long term, 
It's been a wonderful week of shows. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review. Appreciate you. Let me know if you cash. Let me know if you lose. I hear from the losers more than the wins, but this is the world of gambling. Everyone loves to complain. Not me, though. We keep it moving. Fire, fire, fire. Make sure to hug your mothers. Happy weekend. I'm out. volume.